So I've been watching CJ highlights there. He looks the part. Remember, yeah. we got a chance to be on the sideline there for him playing against Georgia. Yeah. And the conversation was like, this guy doesn't use his athleticism. How's his leadership? You know, like all this type of stuff. They're they're trying to knock everything about everybody because there's, you know, billions of dollars on the line in the NFL. But whenever they were talking about it, you watch this guy play, though. I mean, he's big. He mm -hmm. moves. And he's got a high. Yeah. I mean, that is yeah. accurate. That's what everybody talks about him. And, and our first takeaway on Sunday after watching him in that uh, Georgia-Ohio State game in the college football playoff from the sideline was like, that's a Sunday. Mm -hmm. That right there is a yeah. Sunday guy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the conversation started talking about his Q2 or whatever, mm -hmm. all this other stuff. And Houston's like, still our guy. Don't care. What if he becomes... I gave my bitch a little Amex and told her to lay back and bought her a paddock too. I'm not coming home, I'm getting to the money. Bitch, don't give me no attitude. Yeah. I might not be holding your hands, but giving you bands, I'm not like your lad do. In Louboutin Hills or Christian Dior. Of course, if I buy tennis shoes, can I look you dead in your eye and we sex? Cause I'm really into you. Yeah, you give me butterflies, my stuff. You do like we still in middle school. And you give me nervous vibe when I'm missing you. Girl, I'm a gangster and you got me kissing you. First time ever, some shit I never do. Bought her a wagon, ain't in the bragging. She want a bag, she know she getting it. She know I ain't arguing. I'm talking regardless of all that nagging. I ain't with it. I'm in the streets, I gotta Ooh, get it. Doggy, episode 87 of the Beltway Boys. I am Austin here with the one and only, the talented, the beautiful, you know, Walker. What is going on? How are you living? I see with the football. I got one too. We're yeah, ready for the football <laughs> season, man. How you man, living, bro? Man, I'm good, man. Uh, great week of practices, man. Got some, got some good news out of practice. So, uh, man, football is two days away for us. Thursday, gonna finally get to um, get to see all these young players we we just got. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be uh it's gonna be exciting times, man. I finally feel like we're over the the freaking like just dreadful. Those were the most dread like dreadful Texans years I've experienced. Like the worst. Hundred percent. And if you as a Texans fan made it through those last three years, then you yeah. are a true Texans fan, and you deserve all this positive and good stuff that's on the other side them dark days and i agree walker it just feels different i i'm very optimistic and i feel i get that excited feeling every <laughs> year but this feels different from the head coach even the gm to the players it just feels from top down they're on the same page headed in the right direction and what was it yesterday or two days ago they finally released that that depth chart yeah and there's maybe some surprising uh, people starting, maybe not starting. Um, our last episode, we predicted who yeah. we thought <laughs> would be week one starters. And I would probably say I was wrong on a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. All your, yeah. Um, or, I think I think we are most right for the most part. I, and it's interesting. We did it, too. We, we were like, let's just do the two receiver thing, yeah, you know. Yeah. And they did the same thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there weren't too many surprises for me um, outside of uh, – I think the biggest surprise for me was probably – and I don't think either one of us had this, right? Maybe you did, but uh, was Cashman starting. 
I didn't, I didn't, uh, I don't know. Maybe you had, did you have Toa Toa or Kirksey? I feel like I had Kirksey. I feel like I might have had, I can't remember. I feel like I either had Toa Toa or Kirksey too. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's probably the, 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 the biggest surprise for me. Um, we also had the defensive end when we were like, is it going to be uh, Grenard or is it going to be uh, Jerry Hughes? And it's, it's, it was Grenard and uh, yeah. Will Anderson. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. And then I guess the thing that took everybody, had everybody kind of up and about was uh, C.J. Stroud officially being named QB1 on the depth chart after the Texans and <laughs> D'Amico Ryans and Nick Casario not really given an answer Yeah. all offseason i think it's been clear though you've been talking about the practices yeah. and it's very obvious who the number one quarterback is it's very obvious who the you know franchise is posting the yeah. most content you know and they've been posting some good cj stroud content at that but uh yeah with the depth chart i would i agree with you there wasn't too many surprises but cashman that was kind of like oh okay you know, he's been balling. But, he's been balling in yeah. training camp. Yeah, yeah. He's what probably got the most interceptions on defense mm-hmm. at the linebacker position, and yeah, he's just been making plays. So, yeah, it was kind of shocking. Kirksey wasn't starting, but I think he's been hurt <laughs> a little bit. I don't oh, know. that's a good point. That's so, a good point. And then <sighs> Quisenberry is now out for the yeah. year, so that kind of. Russ Juice Drugs or maybe uh, Michael Dieter or however you say his name. Yeah. Maybe he ends up being the starting center. I don't know. but uh, And then now Titus Howard's hurt. He's going to be out a few weeks. Probably won't be ready till week one uh, of the season. So nothing too surprising, but they do, like you said, kick things off in two days. They play this Thursday in New England. What are your expectations and what are you kind of expecting? It's just the first preseason game, but what are you kind of expecting from maybe CJ Stroud's mm. play count and how how often do we see the rookies this this uh, uh game one preseason? Yeah, I, as far as like the play the plays, I uh I could see like two series. And then that being it for all the starters for the most part, um, especially since they practice in pads today, um, I, I wouldn't expect them to, to practice them in pads and then two days later, you know, play them a lot in the uh, actual game. So I would say probably one to two series for the starters. Um, but as far as like what I'm, what I'm like super excited for though is like to see the receiving like competition. Um, cause I think players like, and like, that's, that's another question too. Like it's going to be interesting to see how, how many plays like this tank Dale get and Mechie get like, are they going to play a lot, a lot? Or are they just going to play like <laughs> one quarter two, you know, um, or half, you know, are they going to get a, a full, full go at it so um that's what i'm that's what i'm really looking forward to seeing is just like how 
how much we get to see of Tank Dell, John Mechie, Xavier Hutchison, um, and just kind of see how they perform. I think how they perform is going to be big, you know, in, in how much they'll play, um, like, to start the season. So that's, that's really probably the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to. Um, and also seeing players like like uh, we haven't really gotten to see. I heard Mike Boone has been doing pretty good. Um, also, uh, well, Valade, I think is his name from Arizona State. He's yeah. gonna get a chance to to get some run, and we finally get to kind of see because we don't really see a whole bunch of the run game, mm-hmm. um, you know. So we finally get a chance to see that. Like I fully expect Damian Pierce to like go out there and just look like like him, kind of like last preseason. He just went out there and was was you just knew. Like this guy gonna be good, like yeah. instantly from preseason. Every time he got in the game, so um, like I expect whatever few plays he plays to look really good. Um, Kenyon Green, I forgot about Kenyon. He is somebody who I probably will focus outside of receivers, who I'll focus a lot of like my attention on to see how he's performing. Because um, we need him, like we need him to be good. Um, especially with all these injuries that's been happening. Um, as far as the defensive side, yeah, kind of say like you said, the rookie, we we got a good amount of rookies. So getting to see, you know, Toa Horton, um, I want to see, you know, just like these younger guys get to play. I, I'm more excited to see these younger guys get to play more than I have been, shoot, maybe ever. As far as just like yeah. the amount, you know. Um, Years before, it would have been like, okay, well, I get to watch, you know, I get to watch Clowney for the first time, or I get to watch Watson for the first time. Um, but it's like now, I feel like I want to see more of the 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 depth, you know, later round picks to see how they do. Hundred percent. It's been a while since we've been able to do that in a preseason game, you know, especially for the Texans, they haven't had the draft picks really to back it up. They haven't had the cap space. And now you can watch the Texans preseason game going into the third and fourth, and you can kind of keen in on a player that is going to be with this team and definitely has a chance to do something this season. So, no, I'm excited for that. I'm not really expecting nothing crazy. I, I, I agree with you. I feel like Stroud and the first-team offense – they might go a series or two. Yeah. And then I feel like Davis Mills, Case Keenum are going to, you know, take it over the rest take of the way. Take it over, yeah. Yeah. But like you said, there's certain players. Like, I want to see Xavier Hutchinson. I want to see mm-hmm. how he does. I want to see how these offensive linemen do. If Titus Howard's going to be out for a little bit, who is going to be the backup? Who's going to take that position? I think I heard. Uh, in the loop talking about it today. I don't know the rookie's name, but there's some rookie tackle that I mm. think they signed as an undrafted free agent that John Harris has been key on, like big talking about. So now in the loops, you know, talking about him. So I Shout think he's going to start too, man. He'd be, he be having some great practice notes. He knows his stuff, man. <laughs> but I think, I think Fant is the guy that they just signed. He's a veteran. Yeah. But this rookie is supposed to be next 
coming off the go, bench. Yeah, I'm about to go check him out. I feel like uh, I'm actually like I actually feel more comfortable with Charlie Hick um, mm. at right tackle. He was he was pretty solid last year when he played. Yeah. Um, I feel I I, I kind of I'm kind of hoping he can come back uh, from injury soon. Yeah. And uh, I, like I I know George Fant. I need to talk to some more Jets fans about him. I know he's been like solid when he plays, um, but I think they were saying something about yeah, that's at left tackle, not right. Like he's better when he's at left, something like that. I could be saying it wrong, but um, um, also he has like injury concerns a lot, so they've never really gotten to see him um, play. I know I'm Madden, like <laughs> talking about Madden. I know I'm Madden, like he somebody was using him on their team. I don't know if it was like regular, a regular game or ultimate team, but they were using them and he was like, they were like using him as a puller. I guess he's athletic. I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's a good point. I want to see more of uh, Fant because um, as of now, I kind of prefer Heck as, as the backup um, just because he's been here and I just, I trust him a little more. I haven't seen Fant. Yeah. Um, and I haven't gotten like the big, you know, the highest, uh, heard the highest praises for him from Jets fans. So, yeah. And then, like, that's a big position of concern. Like you mentioned, Ken, Kenyon Green. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, just like while you were talking, I was thinking, like, safety and corner. Like, I feel like they're real top heavy. What's that depth look like? Like, I, I just don't know the players at, at the position. So I'm curious to see, like, who's going to be starting in the third and fourth quarter for the Texans and the secondary. Like, mm-hmm. Kobe Francois. Yeah, and I think he got a Probably, pick. What? Recently. Uh, Ain't he number 25? I think – no, that's somebody – I think it's like Graylin Arnold or something like that. Mm. Yeah, he got not, a pick recently. He got a pick today on mm. Mills. Uh, and then, obviously, you got uh, – uh, what's his name? Is it Shaquille Griffin, or is that his brother? Yeah, it's one of the Griffins. Yeah, we got right they got him. So uh, I think I think they'll be solid. I think they have a solid like him. Uh, him as a backup corner, I think is 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 okay. I think you can do, I think you can get by with that. Um, man, what have, we freaking let go of uh, Smith? He signed with the Broncos. Dang man, he was a I like backup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was a good backup corner. Dang, because every time he played, he got an interception. Yeah, is he starting for the Broncos or? I don't think he'll be starting because you know they got Sutton and they got but... Sutton. And who was who else is the other on the other side of? Uh, are you talking? Uh, they got Patrick Sertain, and then... that's what. What did I say? I said Cortland Sutton. Uh, yeah, Sertain. I don't know who the uh, other corner is. I'm not sure. That'd be interesting if though if they signed uh, Smith for that role though, Traymond yeah. Smith. Yeah, no, it it will be interesting. Something to look for. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for football. It's finally here. I feel like we've been so big in Rockets basketball because, I mean, shoot, they got a lot to talk about. Texans. It's been a long time. Season ended in December. So it's been so long. I mean, we had the draft, obviously. 
We had the coaching hire. It's been exciting, but now it's here. And it starts on Thursday, so I cannot wait. Now transitioning to uh, basketball, Jalen Green has been practicing with the FIBA USA team, getting ready for that tournament. And I feel like this is what's going to take him to the next level, Walker. How are your feelings on seeing him being around, you know, some elite talent practicing against the best? Because you know those practices be turning up. Do you feel like it's it's going to get Jalen Green to that next level for this season? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I think that was just, like, the perfect experience for him. Like, to be able to, to be uh, practicing against all those players, um, some high-caliber NBA players, um, some of his peers as far as age, play with Cade, um, to play with, you know what I mean, Jalen Duran and um, play against Reese and Bridges and Ant, you know, um, just having that experience to to know, you know, this is the type of level, you know, I'm trying to get to and, and, and the type of focus that I need to have. Um, so he can one day, I'm pretty sure he's going to play for USA because he's been in the system since, you know, he was young, but um just getting that coaching from from Kerr and Spolstra and uh, I forgot what other coaches was there, um, but I even saw Emay. Emay was a coaching, but he was there, I guess, checking it out. Um, so just getting that experience and 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 it seems like every time those players go to these, you know, either playing the Olympics or you know, playing these these scrimmages, like they come back just better for whatever reason. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just just osmosis of being around all these good players and, 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 and seeing how they work or, you know, learning certain tricks from them. Um, so I think it's, it's nothing but, but a good thing. Um, and I've been saying this for a while, man, for since his rookie year after seeing him that, you know, that last stretch where he was dropping 30 every game. I'm like his his third year is gonna be the year that he he just takes this leap of where people are like Jalen Green, Jalen Green, like John ja Morant. Remember John ja Morant's third year? I think he won. I want to say he won Most Improved that year. But John ja Morant, like he was good. John ja Morant was good, but then a third year he just came out out of nowhere, just like unstoppable. I think that's gonna happen with Jalen this year. I think he's going to come out and the game is just going to be so easy for him to score. Um, I think he's going to take that leap of where, okay, I know I can score 20 easily, easily whenever I want. Now, what do I have to do, you know, to, to, to either maybe I need to score 30 this game, help us win. Or maybe I need to pass more this game, help us win. I think that's the type of leap he's going to take to where, He's going to average, I think he's going to average probably around 24, 25 this year. So it's going to be like, how does he do that more efficiently, but also in a way that helps them win? Um, and I think he's going to he's gonna take that leap to, to where people, I mean, they're still going to make jokes about him because they, um, <clears throat> they, people just hate Jalen Green, but where they have, yeah. where the stuff that they say now is going to just sound more dumb, you know? Because he's gonna, it's like the numbers aren't gonna be able to, 
for you to make those foolish claims. So, yeah, I'm a I'm a big. This is the year that I've been just predicting like that. He goes crazy. So, I, I think playing U.S. is just like cherry on the top for that. Yeah, and that's what it seems like. This off season, the Rockets off season has gone probably as good as it can, even for the star players. You finally get the right coach. Okay. Then you bring in the right people, the players, to build a culture for these young guys. Okay. Then you have the draft, and you draft players that will fit into this culture. They got the good work ethic, and they got the raw talent. Boom. Jalen Green has seems like he's been working in the lab more or at least posting the content to show that he's been working more, okay, boom. Then you have our second-year players compete in the summer league, and they show that they're just on another level and they don't need to be competing in the summer league no more. Okay, boom. Now you have your superstar competing with other superstars at the highest level consistently in practice day in and day out. Oh, yeah. This is like a recipe for, like, something crazy coming to Houston and it starts with Jalen green. So for him to be doing this, participating and putting in this work, this off season, I have almost too much confidence that they go take that next step as a team, but also Jalen green is going to take that next step as a superstar player. And as a franchise player for these rockets, Walker, I can't wait. Yeah, and, and yeah, not to mention, not to mention, uh, Shingun played today, and he looked good. Yeah, he had like uh, twenty four and eight or something. Like that. Yeah, it was like yeah. twenty eight, eight. Yeah, it was like close. He almost got a triple double. Yeah, he looks he faster. Looked- he looks slim down, which is what I wanted to see. Like I want to see him be in more condition. Yeah. Um, Hit somebody with a mean crossover. Oh my gosh! Like he looked like he was six six three, not six eleven out there. I'm just like, man, he shouldn't. He's so talented, man. He's so talented. If if they if they want to make him like one of one of these best players in the NBA, like if they want to commit to it, they got to commit to it though. They have to commit to like running through him and giving him the attempts and giving him the, the usage. But if they want to, man, he he definitely – I see why people are, like, so high on him because he definitely has, like, that all-star potential for a big – Yeah. He's special. It ain't too but, many bigs who can do what he do. What, Jokic, Sabonis. It's like you can count on one hand. Yeah, right now in the league, sure. yeah. and it's probably like three, four fingers yeah. of players that can do that, you know, and they're mm-hmm. all special. So that's elite company to be in. But so Jalen Green in that, it's a big deal. Another big deal in the sports world, and I guess you could tell me if it involved Houston, if Houston, because didn't U of H realign? But college football, mm-hmm. the conferences are Walker. What is going on? Seemed like a bunch happened this week and last week with the college uh, college uh, conferences. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's it's the freaking I've never seen nothing like this. So 
Um, I mean, I have seen like movement from schools before, but like this is the first time I've seen it on this scale. So obviously, it pretty much it started, I guess, like recently with um, with like I would say, yeah, with Texas. Like you can go back to A and M leaving the Big Twelve because Texas had the Longhorn Network and they didn't like it and. Colorado leaving the Big 12, Nebraska leaving the Big 12. Like, there's been movement before. Um, but it's like now the big schools are leaving and they're joining, like, conferences, like, that are already, like, big. Obviously, you had Texas and OU are going to be uh, in SEC, not this season, but next season. And then, um, like you said, you had U of H. Uh, Cincinnati, UCF, um, BYU, I think they all join the Big 12 this year. So they're going to be in the Big 12 this year. Yeah, U of H, Cincinnati, UCF, BYU. So you're going to get a Texas versus U of H game. So that's going to be lit. Uh, you know, let's go. Cincinnati, I don't think Cincinnati has their coach anymore. I think he went to Wisconsin, but. Um, they all they've been having a pretty solid program. Um, UCF is, I think, a dark horse team that could be they. I think they have like the largest student population in the country, or something like that. But um, like they're a program that steadily has been rising. They're always pretty pretty solid um, every season. Um, and then we know BYU is a story program. Um, so it's going to be interesting. And then. So when Texas and and OU went to SEC, then you had you UC, you uh, UCLA and then USC. Uh, I think last summer, or either some it might have been this summer they they announced like, hey, we're leaving the Pac-12, you know. So it was just like, in my opinion, that probably was like kind of the nail in the coffin for the Pac-12. But they kind of they were like we're going to figure this out, I guess. Like, we'll just still figure it out. Like, I don't know what they've been doing because clearly they, whatever they're doing, they messed up. Um, so USC and UCLA, the LA market for the Pac-12 is now gone. And they went to the Big Ten. So now you're going to get the matchups with Ohio State, USC, like UCLA mm-hmm. and Michigan, Ohio State. So those two schools left. But you still had, you know, Oregon and Washington and Utah. So you still have some schools in a Pac-12 are like, okay, we can add, you know, a couple of more, you know, maybe we can salvage this, you know, maybe we can still do something. Um, but, man, I don't know. They sat on their hands and they couldn't. The thing is, what I'm, what I'm hearing is that they, they, they couldn't get a, like a, a TV deal. Like they couldn't agree to a TV deal with anybody. And ESPN was wanting to do a deal with them, but um, I guess they got greedy and they didn't like the offer that ESPN was making. So um, they never got a deal done. And then the hammer, like the, the, the freaking recently, like they got hit over the head and, and the last two dominoes that really was going to affect them um, that they, they, they needed to keep was Washington and Oregon. And Washington and Oregon, like I think last week, decided they're going to go to the Big Ten too with USC and UCLA. So now all you're left with is 
I don't know how many schools, but those schools are like, well, F, what do we do now? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we don't have a TV deal. We don't know what we're going to be, pl- like, what what television stations we're going to play on, what networks we're going to be on. Like, what do we do? So then once, once uh, you know, those other teams go to the Big Ten, then, like, the next day you got, like, Arizona, Arizona State, and then Utah join the Big 12. So it's like, yeah. So it's like now I think, all that's left is in the back 12 is Washington state, Oregon state, Cal and Stanford, which Cal mm-hmm. and Stanford, especially Stanford. Like that's a, I feel like that's a pretty story university as far as like football. Um, so it's like, those are the four schools that that's only four schools left. So it's like, what's going to happen now? You know, like, do they try to merge with another conference and make it because a Pac-12 the thing is is Pac-12 is like such a a storied conference too man like it's been around for a hundred years and now it's gone like it's just gone so um I don't know man it's just like so much is gonna happen I feel like I feel like next is I don't know what's gonna, what's gonna happen with those four schools they're probably gonna have to go to like smaller conferences I guess um because none of them are, like, big football programs anyway. But, like, the ACC, it's like now you're hearing Florida State's not happy. Like, they could possibly leave. You know what I mean? And now if you start doing that, Miami's probably going to want to leave. You know, Clemson's going to probably want to leave and go to SEC. Um, Duke and North Carolina might want to leave and go to the SEC. So it's like you're doing all this stuff. And you don't know what's going to happen with, you know, everybody else. Like, I feel like it's eventually just going to be, like, three super big conferences. And, you know, the rest are just going to kind of be, like, like the mid-majors, basically, you know? Damn. And it sucks because it's, like, all these, all these like, smaller schools who are in these big, like, these mid-major conferences are finally, like, okay, I'm finally in a power five, you know, conference and now it's like now it's gonna be a big three um that's what i think is gonna happen i don't maybe the acc can find a way to stay but i feel like they're just gonna get picked off and with the playoff adding like 12 teams here like i think in a couple years i mean it'll make sense anyway because you you should still be able to have like they have to make sure in my opinion they have to make sure that like bids outside of those big three still get into the playoff to make it like a, a genuine like real top 12 best teams so um yeah it's 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 crazy stuff man like the fact that all those schools left in a matter of two days because <laughs> they couldn't get it they weren't getting it. oh i forgot and in colorado no, that's what happened too. I forgot Colorado had left to the Big Twelve. It was the right. first domino, yeah, right? Yeah, I think that was the first domino. Yeah, that was the first domino. And then, like a week later, that's when Oregon, because people were like, Pac twelve will be fine as long as Oregon and Washington are there. <laughs> they and did. Then a week later, they dipped, bro. So it's gonna be interesting. And Colorado back in the Big Twelve after they left. Like ten years ago, it's crazy. That's what I remember: Colorado playing against Texas and being, you know, in that conference. 
But, man, you're telling me the Big Ten with Michigan, Ohio State, USC, UCLA, like, first mid. Ooh, it's going to be crazy. Like, oh, my God. And then you said the SEC might grow. If a Florida State or Miami joins a SEC, bruh, Miami, Miami might come back if they get in the SEC. Clemson, though, too. like. That. Because, yeah, because it's like Clemson, FSU and Miami have to play each other every year. It's kind of like Texas to. and OU. Like, they have to play. Like, that's the game for them. That's the rivalry for them. Florida State already plays Florida two every year, I think. Um, and then Clemson and South Carolina already play every year. So it's, it's just like, man. And then Duke and North Carolina – our basketball schools and the Big 12 probably was going to be one of the better basketball conferences now because um, they have a lot of schools that are good at basketball now. Um, so it's just like they could take them on. And then they're like, just like the Pac-12, they'll have like three or four schools left out. Just kind of, they got to figure it out. So it's crazy, man. It's crazy, but it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good season, man. Prime time at Colorado. I've been watching the content they put out is so good. <laughs> I hope they're good because he talks a lot. <laughs> he talks a lot, and if they're not, they he's gonna destroy them. But uh, uh, it should be fun with him in college football and Colorado coming to Big Twelve again. You of H in the Big Twelve, you know. Uh, actually having a chance like those those teams are actually gonna have a chance to be in a play like I think with this playoff you'll actually see like ran like U of H winning national champion like teams like of that stature that you would have never seen before like when it was only the BCS or like only two teams could make it or four. We saw TCU though this year um yeah. have a chance so but now you'll see more because that playoff you know it's one game. You know, we see in NFL how anybody can get upset in one game. Seeing the March Madness, so um, it's going. It's it's going to be good, man. I, I, it's 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 a lot of change, but eventually people will will adjust to it. Yeah, it's just it sucks because you mentioned it earlier. The teams and the schools that have been fighting to get in a major conference. Mm-hmm. Like yours and my uh, yeah. colleges, <laughs> yeah. finally getting in the Conference USA. Finally getting, yeah. You know, and now it's like, and it's like, yeah, it, that don't mean shit. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I would hope that, like, if they're they could get in as a eleven or twelve seed if they're undefeated and they're, you know what I mean, and they're good. Um, like they should always allow those those like schools that that aren't generally always good but they're you know they've been have they've been on the run of like a boise state you know what i mean yeah Um, they should give they gave cincinnati a chance a couple years in the playoffs too but if you got 12 teams like there should be no way you don't allow that cinderella story to happen um because you should have enough schools to cover the the money you think you'll you'll miss out on um, yeah, but yeah, it does. It does kind of put them right back at square one. <laughs> yeah, 
And Sam Houston, they they just got the are they 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 D one for the first time this year or was it last year? I, I feel like football was the only thing they weren't D one in, and I think it's finally happening this year. Oh, okay. Uh, but that's the weird thing about it. It's like they're D one in basketball, D one in baseball, D one everything. Yeah. But football was the one that they weren't. But yeah, I think finally it's happening this year. That's why the last game of Piney Woods was this last mm. one. Oh, if they didn't, didn't go. Oh. But Dang. I think we'll, we'll finally start playing like a Texas State, you yeah. know, and playing other schools. So maybe Texas yeah, we State. Yeah, we used to play uh, Sam Houston. We used to play Sam yeah. Houston like when I was there. Yeah, I'm excited for Texas State too. Uh, right. We got, we got, we got a. The content team for them been doing really great, but uh, we got uh, GJ Kenny for anybody who who's uh, Texas fans out there. He was a big recruit. I think he I think he transferred from Texas and went to like Tulsa or something after that. I think he played in NFL for like a year or two, um, but he was a, a big Texas high school player. Um, he coached at Incarnate Word, I think. The year before, and he had them undefeated. Like he had their offense going stupid. I just know that. Um, and then we got we've been getting a lot of transfers from Oklahoma, um, Malik Hornsby from Arkansas. Uh, he played at Thurgood Marshall with uh, A Chain. Um, they were all on the same team. The Miami Dolphin now. Um, we got another transfer quarterback from L- not LSU from Auburn, but he did play LSU too. I think his name is Finley, big guy. So I'm actually, I think, I think they they might be okay this year. Hopefully, I just want them to make a bowl game one time. See you, see you <laughs> one all. time, so I can freaking go, you know, so we can have to travel there, man. Have a little bowl game experience once, just once, bro. They always yeah. screw us. They always screw us out of going to a bowl game. It's gonna happen, man. From your lips to God's ears, man. Yeah, this the year. Hey, if they play Sam Houston this year, we should go to a game. Yeah. If it's in Sam Houston, we could ride up there. If it's in Texas State, we could ride up there. Yeah, they're not too far. It's like not like two, three hours. Yeah, if it's in Huntsville, that's like an hour and a half from my park. Oh, okay, yeah. If it's at Texas State, that yeah, that's probably about two and a half hours. Yeah. So we could definitely do that. But, Walker, it's time for a top five. And this top five is a little special to me because this is my time of the year. This is when <laughs> I, I joined my 12 fantasy leagues. Bruh. And this year, I, I kick it off this Friday. This is my first fantasy draft of the season. Is it that hard one you're always in? This one? No, well, that one I am in. Bro, they – oh, my – Okay. <laughs> they wanted to host a draft party in the Dominican Republic. Oh, gosh. Like, what are we doing? Then it changed to Canada. We were going to do a draft party in Canada. And it finally oh. got to a point where it was like, bro, we're not, like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, We're not on that type did, of time. Did the same guy who won last year win or uh, whenever I Man. was in it? Man, I think his I name was like Blizzy or something. No, he didn't win it last year. Um, I I did so bad last year. I, 
I think I might have won two games. That fantasy league was so hard. I did, I don't know. It's the scoring they do. It's just like it's tough. It's the yeah, scoring they do, and then I feel like it's uh, how many people is it? I feel like it's a lot of people too. Yeah, I think it was like fourteen of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the scoring, yeah, the quarterback scoring is just so tough for me. Oh, uh, well, they made it really hard last year. They made it where yeah. you could put a quarterback in the flex. Oh, my gosh. So, people, there was one guy who had Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Oh, see, like. And I'm just and, like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I had Matt Ryan and Davis Mills, <laughs> you know? Like what the fuck? Yeah, are we like doing? It, that's hard to prepare for. Like I've never drafted for two QB. Like I don't even I I wouldn't know the draft strategy for that. Like the flex of QB. Um, yeah. After they were like they were what they said was it like was it winner take all this year or no? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I think they were like, hey, y'all want to do y'all want to do a hundred, and this time it's whoever wins it all keeps all the money. Respond, respond if you're down. And I, I was like, bro, if they add me, they add me. If they don't, they don't. I because they be, through, I feel like they be cheating, bro. I I would always finish like top three, but I feel like they be cheating, bro. It was just too stressful. It was too yeah, stressful. Yeah. Nah, it's it's something to it. Like I wasn't, I haven't been responding to anything, and then finally <laughs> the guy was like, hey, you still doing it? Like I think I'm gonna make you have the first overall pick. <laughs> okay. I was like, all right, bet. And he just like finally set it up, and I don't have the first overall pick. Man. So I'm like, man, you got me all hyped again. I'm all locked in. And now I don't even know where I'm fucking picking, but it ain't first, like you said. And yeah. I'm just like, man, it is what it is. But my draft this Friday is not that one. But uh, <laughs> I just, I, I bring all this up, I bring all this stressful convo up. Because I wanted to do a top five sleeper fantasy players this year in the NFL. Like, who's some names people should be on the lookout for and, you know, looking to draft. So, I created a top five. I did mine kind of different. I, I did one for each position. And I added a – I have two quarterbacks. Mm. But I have a tight end. I have a running back and a wide receiver. That's just how I chose to do it. You don't have to do it like that. But – uh Wait, you did what do you mean you did one for each position? Yeah, like so I my number one is who I think is gonna be the best. Mm-hmm. But like my next one is a different position. Oh, okay. And then my next one's a different position. Like the only position that's on my list twice is quarterback. Oh, that's that's interesting. That's I good. just I'm did it try to, Yeah. Let's see see what you got. Yeah. Okay, I'll go first and I'll <laughs> maybe I'll say a name and it might trigger you. You might yeah. think of something, you know. But my number one, number five, I don't know if this guy is going to go off to start the year, but I think he's a player that once he figures the game out and his talent can just take over, I think he is going to be a problem, especially in this offense, and that is Anthony Richardson, rookie quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. I think if the Colts use him like the Eagles used Jalen Hurts last year, then they or fantasy owners could be in Mm -hmm. a great position with him on the bench and then maybe taking you to the promised land come playoff time. 
I just think with his threat of being able to run and throw, I think he is going to be a problem in this league. And they said he's like 10 pounds heavier than he was at the combine. So I'm thinking this man is just going to be like bullying people like Cam Newton used to do with the Panthers. Uh, my number four is a tight end. He was traded last year, and it was during the season. And I think he ended up getting his feet underneath him towards the end of the year. But I think this year, with the full off season with the quarterback and this team, I think he's just going to be a stud. And that's TJ Hawkinson with the Minnesota Vikings tight end. I think him with Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson is the clear number one. I think that's just going to open things up for TJ Hawkinson to uh, clean things up. And I don't think they have a clear number two. Well, they just drafted Jordan Addison. So mm-hmm. I think Hawkinson could still be a surprise top five tight end in fantasy this year. My number three, I think this guy is just a fucking stud. And I think he's finally got a good quarterback with him. I think that's Garrett Wilson. For the New York Jets wide receiver. Um, when he had a decent quarterback throwing him the ball last year, he was putting up 20 a game in fantasy. Yeah. You know, he was balling. And that was when he had Joe Flacco. Now he's got Aaron Rodgers. I'm expecting him and Rodgers to have the Devontae Adams, A-Rod connection mm-hmm. that Rodgers had in Green Bay all those years. I'm expecting Garrett Wilson to be a fucking stud in fantasy this year. Um, and then my number two, I just think this guy, yeah, I was kind of high on him, kind of not. I think the team has built the offense around him this offseason and given him good weapons. So I think his talent is just going to take over. And he is very talented. I've never denied that. But Justin Fields. For the Chicago mm. Bears quarterback, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a stud. Walker, he was already a stud last year. Yeah, he was a running good. threat. Uh huh. But now he's finally got weapons to throw to, and uh, I think you'll see it both in the passing and running. I think he's just going to be a solid quarterback, kind of like a Jalen Hurts, uh, maybe more dangerous as a runner. And then number one, I'm gonna keep saying this guy's name till I'm fucking right. I drafted him in every league last year, and it fucking bit me in the ass so fucking hard. But I think I do, with the team getting better, I think he'll have a better opportunity to, uh, yeah, not suck. And that is Najee Harris, Pittsburgh Mm. running back. He was good his rookie year. He was, and then last year it just didn't translate. I don't know if because the NFL was on to him, but I feel like if Kenny Pickett can take that next step and they can open the offense so defenses have to play it honest, I think Najee Harris is going to be a problem. Like, I think he could have, like, a Todd Gurley-type fantasy season, you know? Hmm. And Todd Gurley had some great fantasy years. So, So that's my top five. Walker, what say you? That's good. I like how you got all the the different uh, positions in there. Man. So number five, I kind of want to get a running back in there too, but I can't think of what's who's a good sleeper. I think for number five, for me, I'd probably go Dalton Kincaid. Um, 
it's tough because rookie tight ends really don't do very good. Um, but if you're in a position of where all the good tight ends are gone, I think I think he'd be a good option um, for you to have if, if just like all the best ones are already taken. Um, at number four, I'm going to go Nico Collins. Yeah, I think Nico is – I think this is his breakout year. I think he finally has a quarterback. You see C.J. likes to throw it to him. Um, I think they're building a good connection. Um, he's hitting them in deep routes. He's hitting them in strong deep routes. He's hitting them on fade routes in the end zone. I think he connected with him today for a first down on like third and 12 for the situation they were doing. Um, so, yeah, if, if, if I was looking for a sleeper who could probably put up some stats – um, maybe score some touchdowns you're not expecting, um, especially with having a quarterback who might look to get him the ball more, might be looking for a blanket. Um, I'll probably go Nico. And then also keep just keep monitoring the Texans receivers too and kind of see if somebody's, you know, like breaking away, you know, if it's not Nico so you can stash him. Um, I kind of I want to get a running back in, but I – I got I'm just thinking of like all receivers right now. Um three. I'm gonna go Elijah Moore. Um yeah. I think him I've seen a lot of Deshaun Watson passes to him so far. Mm-hmm. Um and he seems very comfortable, like like a connection with him already. He was good, but underused in New York and uh just like going off of the training camp connection, I think I think he'll also be available later too, you know. So you got a chance to get a, have a sneaky pick right there, um, and I think I think he'll have one of his best seed, probably the best season of his career this year. Um, man, you had you're you're you had two on there that I probably was gonna put on mine. I don't want to I don't want to do that. So let me think <laughs> of a running. <laughs> Yeah, let me think of a running back. Um, I took this guy last year. I'm going to just throw him out there. I took this guy last year, um, but I, I, he had a, you know, unfortunate something happened to him, man. I'm going to go uh, B. Robinson for the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go uh, Brian Robinson for the Commanders. I feel like he was kind of taking, like, doing some good stuff as far as, like, kind of taking that position from Gibson. Um, I just I feel like I can see him being used a lot in the goal line this year. Um, I might try to get him again this year, just because like you know what happened to him last year, he didn't really get to to get his full motion going. Um, but maybe a full healthy off season this year, man, he might he might have a chance to break out. So that's one of my guys. And then I would have picked Gary Wilson and Justin Fields too. Um. As one of my top players, I think they're going to have monster years. Um, but I'm going to go with another Ohio State player here. Um, yeah, one of my favorite in the draft, actually. Oh, <laughs> <I> no. Who <laughs> I still, man, they know. I, if they know, they know me. I still, I still, uh, you know, I still cry at night about this. this, oh. this one, man. Yeah, so I'm going Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, that's my number one sleeper. Um, I could see him having a, a Gary Wilson, Chris Olave type of season with Geno Smith, who who apparently called 
called him and told him, like, hey, if we can get him, this is who I want. And he's been having connections with him, like a uh, chemistry with him in, in, in practice already. Um, DK Metcalf's gonna get a lot of attention. Lockett's gonna get his attention. And if if JSN's in the slot and always open, like he's gonna get a lot of catches. So um, that's probably the guy that I'm gonna try to get. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm probably gonna overdraft him just because I want him on my team. Same with B. John. B. John probably going to go first on a lot of people's drafts. Mm. He's probably going to be the first pick for a lot of drafts. Um, but, yeah, I, I really want to try to get B. John and, and, and JSN on my team this year, even if I have to overdraft them. That's I ran hilarious. that freaking – yeah, man. My boy texted me yesterday, one of my one of my best friends from high school, um, and he's in the Beltway Boys uh, – the uh, uh, freaking fantasy, and I'm like, he's like, hey, bro, we playing fantasy this year, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you still want to play? Like, I feel like nobody was planning that one last year. Like, uh-uh. people had left, and I feel like people weren't really playing. So I was like, I was like, man, if you if you want to play, man, why not? It's a good way to stay connected. So I re- I redid it. So if people are listening right now, y'all want to join? I feel like it's at. 12 spots. I think we got seven out of 12. Depending on if those people even still want to play, like y'all, y'all hit us up, man. I'll, I'll add you in there. You can try to run that back. He was like, I won it last year. He was what? like, I won it last year. So you know he probably hyped. I'm like, man, dang, yeah. I feel like nobody was I stopped. I stopped looking at it after like week four or five. Damn. Like, F this. I was in so many last year. I this year, I still want to be in that many draft leagues, but yeah. I just I want to be better. You know, like I, yeah. I want to prove to myself that I can do this. Like I can stressful. manage many leagues. That know. one I was in with you was stressful, probably. That and I guess that's why it's more more like people like it better when it's money involved because it's like you pay attention way. I was I was every week. Who's available on the on the freaking waiver? Who's available on the freaking trades? Like, who am I playing this week? How they doing? Yeah. Like, can I make the play? Like, I was effing obsessive over it. So that's because I didn't want to lose that money. But that's what makes it fun, I guess. You know, yeah. something's on the line. It just makes it tough when you're in the league with that many people. Yeah, and all football. Because yeah, on the waiver wire, yeah. there's nobody. Bro, they, yeah, that's why. And that's why I'd be on it because they snatched him up like that instantly, bro. I'm like, who? That pissed. It was one guy in there. He was good. I don't remember his name, but he would always finish like top two or three, too. He didn't win, but he was always right there, too. He would always pick up people all the time, like first. I'm like, bro, is there not like a first come, first start? Yeah. <laughs> Like, what is going on? Yeah, it might be some, like, sneaky shit going on. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be on my P's and Q's with that one, though, this year, for sure. I want to I want to do better. How many are you? How many shit. money ones are you playing in? To be honest, at this point, I don't think I'm in any that aren't money. Yeah, I'm in the all for money. Oh, even the, sure. even the one with your girl? Yeah, they turned it her family. <laughs> I think last year they turned it into a money one, and she won. Oh, uh, nice. 
nice. Yeah. I lost to, I think, my mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. I lost to mother-in-law. And then I'm in a family league with my family. And that's always been money. People be making money off of that crap. That's why they love it. Especially if you can get on in there with people who don't know what they're doing. Exactly. You could win some. <laughs> you could win some. So it's it's gonna be interesting. And now now it's the time, you know, people start drafting, mm-hmm. getting ready for the for the season. So that's I think it was a fitting top five for sure. Well, Walker. This is episode 87. Before we get out of here, you, you got anything you want to share with the people? Man, um, oh, I forgot, man. Yeah, if there, it's, I don't know if you're going to post this today or not. It might be too late anyway, though. Um, freaking, it's Maybe National Wa- It's National uh, Burger Day or either water National Burger, burger Day. Day or it's Water Burger Day. Yeah. I'm pretty they sure give it's you water a free, burger. Yeah, they give you a free Water Burger today. Uh, if you have the app, you get a free uh, water burger. Yeah, bro. That's actually you can still go get one right now. Yeah, I might shit. Cause I, I think you're right. With it being late, I might just uh post it like first thing in the morning type. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think I'll do that. But shit, I might because I'm not really tired. So we shall see. But I am ready for the game uh Thursday. So that's all I'm looking forward to. I'm Shit, I don't care about nothing till that. <laughs> so yeah, bro. We shall see. But all right, Walker. Well, let's get out of here and then shoot. Let's do another one next week and recap this game. Let's see, see who stood out. See who kind of is setting themselves apart from the rest. But y'all like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And until next time. I'm my best, I'm myself whenever you're around You're my favorite sound Favorite sound I felt my pain drift away with November rain Feel my soul and my You're the reason why yeah. You make no sense Make sense So perfect and makes no sense Like that empty cup you left in my fridge And that sweet tea Sweeter than you Sweeter than you Sweeter than you like I'm dreaming